Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. I, um, I can't believe all that we've been through together here <laughs> in this space, and we, I know today we, we really need to talk about um, just looking at where we've been in this podcast, where we're going to go, what's happening now, what's ha- going to be happening. And so we just brought on uh, a guest for the first time and we've had the last seven episodes uh, with her. Her name is Issa. She's amazing. And actually as a result of that, We've had a lot of feedback on uh, massive healings happening, even in family lineages and including in in mine, actually, I'll have to tell that story. Um, But it's just a really exciting time. And I think right now, obviously on the planet, there's a lot of, um, of pausing and integration and uh, looking at new paths and uh, grounding in the big stuff. And so I wanted to just jump on today, homily, and just talk about all this stuff. And because I feel like our listeners and I, I feel like our friends like don't even know, you know, everything. I mean, they don't even know where, you know, where we're at right now, where we're going. And you've shared so much in this podcast it's kind of unprecedented actually because it's very rare for a a spiritual teacher to talk about her sex life for one thing and and share the depths of it that you have which i really appreciate you for and i know that all of our listeners do too Uh, But because I've known you as a teacher i've known you as a friend and the things that you have talked about are profound and I have such respect for you. And, you know, I knew some of the things and even, and I have my own stories that I know you're always like, okay, don't you want to tell that story, Satya? And I'm kind of like, yes, no, yes, no. (laughs) So it's a lot. And I just, you know, I'm just reflecting on all of this and, and I'm, I, I want to ask you, like, what was it that uh, that propelled you so much to 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 share all that? I know you were feeling so called to to talk about all of these things, and I know even in the um, the recent episodes we had uh, we were talking about ritualistic sexual abuse and. I know, Amalia, there's some experiences still that you have yet to share on our show. Um, and so I guess my I guess my question right now is just what has this been like for you and and where are you at now? I know there's more you want to share. 
Um, but yeah, what has this been like for you and where are you at now? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sakya. Yeah, it's been a wild, wild ride. Um, well, it, it was scary to start this podcast, but it was something that was coming up for actually years before we actually started recording. Um, I think it started after I left India and came back to the US. I found that there was so, I found people putting me in a box that was not correct. Like they would see me as their spiritual teacher and then they assumed certain things of me or they expected me to behave in a certain way. And I found that I had like these different communities who knew me in a very narrow minded reality. Um, like those who knew my past and, you know, ex lovers and people who were friends of mine socially didn't know my spiritual nature and those who knew me in a spiritual context and knew me for my spiritual work had no idea about my past. And I was always kind of scared that the two would meet. Um, I was worried about what would happen if they heard stories of the other, like in my personal life, I was worried that the friends I had and people who knew me from my past would hear that I was a spiritual teacher and then mock me like, oh yeah, right. You're a spiritual teacher. Like, how can you do that? I know you when, or I saw you do this and that. Um, and I was afraid that my students and that those who knew me in a spiritual context or through meditation um, and the work that I was teaching or from my book would then hear about my past and be like, well, that discredits me as a teacher. And this separation was really bothering me. And what was bothering me more um, was the different teachers and spiritual um, people that I met who were out of alignment with their sexual energy. So there were, you know, I think this whole podcast really got started after I did this sex rant because I, I had an experience of getting healed from my own sexual wounding and during the session um, the male practitioner made a really strange sort of remark, um, like got turned on by my story, my past story. And it disturbed me so bad that I went on this like anger rant, like practitioners like this should be banned. And it was like me pointing the finger, like the self-righteous finger. And I'm like, okay, well, we all have this wounding, you know, it's not just me. And I started to see that every time I went for healing and going to different healers, I would also see the shadow of the healer. Um, and then I started to notice that most healers have heavy shadows. And I started to look at my, my own very deeply and realize that, you know, anyone who's had a Kundalini awakening has explored by force of nature their shadow side and their light side. They have come face to face with the darkest dark lives inside of them and the brightest light. So they might've fluctuated between like um, feeling like a savior for mankind to then feeling like, you know, the devil lives within them and they can't control it and they're being, you know, possessed and haunted and they have to go through exorcisms and whatnot. So anyone who's gone through, it, it is a pathway for anyone who's seeking um, enlightenment. And I think it's the pathway that most spiritual teachers never talk about. And they're all scared of it. And they're kind of 
you know, skirting around it. And then in working um, in India, I was working side by side with some very powerful gurus um, as a business partner. And I saw a lot of their shadow and it deeply disturbed me. But at the same time, I was like, well, if they all come to find out about my past or the fact that, you know, I'm having this relationship with a married man or something, <laughs> that they're going to come after me. And in India, when a spiritual teacher is taken down, it's not lightly. Um, like one of the spiritual teachers that I met, um, you know, was put in prison for having an affair with a divorcee. Now, mind you, he was single, but he was a brahmachari. And, and I just watched this whole thing unfold and I could laugh about it because, you know, I'm, I'm from San Francisco and like <laughs> us in the U.S., if we heard that a single guy had an affair with a divorcee, that's like no big deal. But in India, it was a big deal because of how he was representing himself spiritually. And, you know, that guy has millions of followers around the world. And he was found out to have this huge shadow nature where he had all the females like sign agreements, you know, to have certain sexual relationships with him and keep it secret. And I just saw, you know, our sexuality holds all this shadow. Like everybody has a sexual closet. Every single person, I don't care who you are, there is sexual shame, there is toxic shame hiding in your psyche. And so I, I felt that in order for me to find my own healing and to find my own true pleasure and, and to find a relationship that was truly healthy, I needed to expose my shadows so that my students and my friends um, don't either put me on a pedestal or have something that they can knock me down with also. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. one of my, my favorite things about you like, as a teacher, because I was never, I had experiences when I was younger in religion and cult type stuff and my eyes were wide open. And so I've never been a person who would want to like follow a guru or, you know, or, or put all my, you know, give all my power to somebody in that kind of way. And I was consistently over and over again, refreshed and relieved by your, um, by just your realness, you know, and even if sometimes, you know, that might just be very human or messy or, you know, it was so grounded and, and, and uh, I was always just appreciating that. I, I would just, I numerous times, like, I was just like, oh, thank goodness, you know, <laughs> thank goodness. It was really scary. I remember I reached out to um, my ex and told him, hey, you know, I'm going to speak on a podcast about some of the things that happened in our relationship. I'm just warning you in case you hear it. And he said to me, are you insane? Like, why would you share that? You're going to lose so many of your students and listeners and followers. And I said, because I don't, first of all, I don't want followers. Um, I, now we say followers on like YouTube and all this. Okay, someone wants to subscribe to the channel. Someone wants to listen to what I have to say. That's different. Someone wants to read my book or come into my mystery school. It's different because I don't see myself as an authority. Like if, if they see me as a guru, they're missing the point of what I'm teaching, which is like, find your sovereignty. And 
and come to the terms and find your right relation with yourself. I'm not here to be in a hierarchical model. And so I don't want someone putting me on that pedestal. And I definitely don't want someone trying to knock me off it because there's horrible people in the world that are just so jealous and spiteful. And if they see you succeeding, they're just doing whatever they can to like throw poison in your path and like tell you you're this horrible, awful person. And so I'm going to tell you what's wrong about me. I don't need you to tell me. <laughs> Part of what I'm te teaching is like self-reflection. Like we should know our own weaknesses. We should be able to sit with the truth of the totality of ourselves, not just the part that we want everyone else to see. Like I want to be a naked soul standing there and allow you to be a naked soul and you're still loved and you're still worthy and you're still valuable. Yes. Like there's such a part of me my whole life because of the sexual trauma I dealt with as a child that was feeling unworthy of love. I have a horrible narcissistic psychopathic mother and a psychopathic sister and brother. And so, and then being raised in a, in a cult with psychopathic leaders and then seeing the sickness, just like I was raised by psychopaths and consistently abused again and again, and so stuck in that trauma bond and so waiting for their approval that they're never going to get. I'm never going to get from them. I'm never going to get the approval of my mother. I'm never going to get the love. I was severely neglected. And so I found myself attracting those same people in teachers, in husbands, in business partners, in friends, like the amount of betrayal I have been through, the amount of false accusations I have gone through community after community. And I'm sort of like, you know what, this is all, I, okay, I could, I could lay down and be the victim and say, oh, poor me. But what I'm realizing is like, this has like been beautifully orchestrated for me to point out the sickness of humanity that lives in all of us and this unrooting of the parasite at the deepest level, like for us to truly embody our sexuality and live as creators, we have to unroot that hook that, that has been like a spell cast on all of humanity. I don't think anyone here uh, is immune to it. I think some of us come in with darker hooks and like lineage of agreements and spells that have been passed down like you noticed in your family line and many of us we we were born into a family of abusers or born into a, a lineage where the abuse just keeps being passed down and the perpetrator just um it keeps happening the pattern keeps happening until someone says enough I'm, and for me it was like the pattern stops with me i've been saying that since I was a child, I do not want to act like my mother or be like her. And so I did everything in my power I could to unroot and, and look at the sort of toxic seeds that live in me mm -hmm. and address them. And so I went to healer after healer after healer since I'm, you know, 18. I think I started when I was 18. Um, and and when I found myself being told, okay, now you're to be the healer, you know, it was, uh, I was 30 years old when this spirit and all, you know, the veils got completely demolished at my dad's 
passing. And suddenly I could hear and sense and see between all the realms and uh, this whole committee of um, a council came to me and showed me the seat I held on the council in another dimension. I mean, it was just completely absurd to me at the time. I was a business consultant and it was saying to me like, you are to be on, you are on this council and you are to do this shamanic healing now. And I, I hated that idea. I was like, okay, I, I know I'm here for a mission, but I think it's just to like help businesses be mission driven. And they're like, no, it's to clear these genetic patterns in these past lives and all this mystical stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not a teacher. You don't know where I'm from. Like I come from this this darkness like this is my mother this is my sister like this is what I've seen I don't have that innocence like I wasn't born I believed I was not born with innocence it was stolen from me at like two years old so I had to like reclaim that innocence and the only way I could reclaim it was to relive all the memories and suddenly I'm a spiritual teacher and people see me sort of in the healed side of it, not in the traumatic side of it. And they think that I was just born that way. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to share. This was not an easy path. This wasn't something that was just granted to me that, you know, I, I went through a lot and I don't want to wear the badge of victim either, but there's a balance, right? Like we have to share our story in order for people to realize like there, there's a reason for some of the dark things that happen. And I think that right now we're living at a time where so much is being exposed. Like yeah. so many people are doing this work, but nobody's really talking about the elephant in the room half the time, which to me is connected to the sexual energy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I'm, I feel like I could do like 10 episodes right now. There's so much going through my mind and everything you're saying is making me think of one more thing that is a whole episode we have to talk about. And I, and you know, when you're saying like the badge of, um, of victim and that's been something that's kind of been in, uh, I've been thinking about lately. And, um, and I, I think that, you know, we've all been affected and in a way we're all victims. Um, and, and that it's okay, we don't have to be, I mean, we're so strong and the people who are quote victims are usually so strong, right? And, um, and we don't wanna think that we're, we've, we've been that or that we, but it is true when it gets to a point where it's like martyrdom and we're wearing it like a crown, then it becomes, then we become almost abuse, the abuser, right? To other people around us and to ourselves. And then we just self-inflict, self-inflict. And so I don't know why, I just wanted to just make that clarity because that was just something I was feeling and it's been coming up in my family lately. So I wanted mm. to um, just say that because there's really nothing wrong with being a victim, you know? And, and in fact, I think we try to, a lot of us are like, oh no, no, I would you know, like it's, it's, that's a hard one, right? To feel. Yeah. And I think we get stuck in the whole push pull of it all, like oscillating. So. And then that's even where some victim blaming comes from because like we, we disown that part and it's like, okay, you know, well, I couldn't be that. And then, um, and then, so we kind of like become disconnected from it. Right. But anyway, I don't want to veer off because we've got- Well, like no, well, that's it, perfect because my goal with this podcast is to embody. Like, so when I say embodiment, 
um, you know, when you have a spiritual awakening or you're on the spiritual path, it's very easy to, the beginning stages of awakening are very simple. You're, you're opening up to something much larger than yourself. You're seeing yourself as a universal being that is beyond your body. And you start connecting with the angels and your guides and seeing that there's so much more beyond death, beyond this reality. Um, but then how do you bring that knowledge into your daily life, into your physical form? How do you get beyond all the false programming that, you know, you're this limited physical self? And so most spiritual people I found start to split. Um, they have like the spiritual life and then their daily life. Like they go to work and they don't talk about their spirituality or they don't use their spiritual practices through their work. Like they don't meditate in their business meetings or bring their spiritual practices into business. We're seeing it more now, thank God, because this is an integration that is needed in order for us to evolve as humans. Mm. Um, but most people keep these things very separated. And then if we really want to experience um, the human potential, we need to embody our full soulful self. And so the, the mission I'm on is to awaken that knowingness inside the self, that um, connection to the God source, the I am inside the chest to activate the star seed, what I call the star seed, which is that spark of light that lives inside the chest that once it's awakened, you start knowing things you didn't even know are possible to know or where they came from. You start having access to and, and a sense of self that is far beyond your, your family line, you know, what you were taught in school, what you think you're here to do, you know, it goes way beyond your vocation. And so how do we embody that? And we need to break the patterns that are in the lowest chakras. The second and the first chakra are so dense and so hard. And if we don't talk about sex and money and power and like, um, right use of will and sort of our identity. Because it's all in the same spot. It's all that lower chakra energy and it is the place of the deepest shadow. And if we look at the earth and just humans and like what's wrong in the earth, it's like we all know that, you know, the sex industry and the war industry um, and the financial industry and the medicine industry are the most corrupt industries on the planet because they're governing the thought forms of all of us. They're keeping us enslaved and entrapped and in fear that we can't heal ourselves, that we're not in control of our health, that we're not in control of our bodies, that we're not able to be, you know, there's people who have and those who don't have, like we're not all abundant by birth. You know, there's class systems. There's all these like false realities that when you open to your star seed, you're like, no, hey, my birthright is this. Like, I'm not going to live by those laws or by that limited perspective. It, like my family, they never encouraged me to go to school or to, they never looked at my report card. They never talked to me about college. Like I'm the first person to graduate high school, let alone college. And there, there was never a celebration about it. It was ignored. And if I mention it, it's like, you're bragging. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Like, where did that come from? Like, that's yeah. so much oppression. Like, no, we have to keep you down. So if I, if I followed the path of my family, I would be homeless, an addict, or dead by now. Mm 
if I allowed those programs to run or I would be a zombie and a slave to the system, like a complete slave. So I had to break program after program after program. And right now, like the sexual one, the one that's your shame, like where you hide your fantasies, where you hide your power dynamics, where you're trying to maybe manipulate or especially when you come into spiritual gifts, like you start realizing, wow, I can control everything with my mind, with my thoughts, with my feelings. And if you start using that on people, which is dark magic, which is how most of the world is operating. <laughs> um, when you become aware of that and you're like, hey, I don't want to be a part of this mind control program. I don't want to infect others or try to control. And we all have, we all have to face that need to control. Like some of us, when, when your kundalini opens, if you haven't rectified your right use of will, you will misuse it. You just will. And so you have to find a teacher or a group of people to hold you accountable that you trust are wholesome enough that aren't going to like veer you in the wrong direction. And I'll tell you, anyone who wakes up to their spiritual power, there's going to be a whole group of dark hawks waiting to swoop in on you, to steal your energy, to feed off your energy, to lead you astray. And you see, a, unfortunately, a lot of spiritual teachers are doing that. I see that a lot in the tantric, you know, there's all this neo-tantric mm. energy happening in the West, which, you know, tantric, tantric philosophy and practices are sacred, but they have been perversely used for sex addicts and people who are feeding off of other people's energy. And it's so mixed up. So you think you're, you're someone who's like me, has a a lot of sexual trauma and you want to heal your sexuality. So you go to some tantric healer or some sexual healer and you find that they're just perpetrating you again. I mean, what a mind fuck, excuse my French, but you will be stuck. And this is what's happened to me. Like I go for healing and then the person you're trusting to heal you is then perpetrating you again and you're stuck in this cycle of abuse. So I have, you know, I'm on a mission to expose all of this through my own story, through my, through using myself as a, as a vulnerable um, mirror to the world. Like all you spiritual teachers out there, all you healers, you all have this, you know, I'm sorry if you think that you're <laughs> somehow um, so whole, healthy, and complete that you have no shadow. Like, come sit with me, I'll show you the shadow because I happen to be, have the gift of seeing shadow. And to me, it sits like the elephant in the room. It's like, is anyone gonna talk about how this, this person is completely misusing their energy right now? And I'm so nervous that I will misuse it, that if I don't expose it myself, um, I'm afraid that people will just like inevitably give me their energy because they're looking for guidance and they're looking for a leader and they don't know how to own their field. So this, this parasite lives in, in all our fields. So when we're feeling, um, I don't know, subservient weak, when that old pattern is just playing on loop, we attract these cycles of abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, we can see it right now, just play, having a heyday in the government systems all over the world. The pandemic is here. People are, you know, the fear porn is through the roof. 
and everybody's just lapping it up. I mean, nobody can escape what's going on. So the only way we can escape it is to pop out of it and to, to create a field of resonance to see truth. Like we have to purposefully create that. And that's what we're, you know, what I found in the podcast is that every time we come together, you and I, Satya, our desire to heal this, our desire to be vulnerable with each other and then to share it with others and bring Isa into the field also who, who has the same intention to heal her sexuality and be whole and complete. It just creates this alchemical container and we're seeing it ripple out into like so many people have been texting and emailing, um, students in my school that are having like spontaneous sexual healings memory is coming back and it's very uncomfortable to sit with um but when we face it when we really look at it it has no more power over us absolutely um i mean everything you're saying too is is directly what um what happens when you're when you're a student in your school um I mean, I had been, um, you know, seeing shadow and working on myself since I was a little kid. And then since I was 16, you know, yeah, exploring various forms of therapy and constantly, you know, reading every book there was and researching, getting my master's degree in psychology, therapy here, therapy there, workshops here, workshops, you know, and, um, and, and in your school, uh, at literally everything you just said is 100% true. Like it just you know, you, you wake up in a, in a newer, bigger way than you ever have before. And at least for me, and then, yeah, it's kind of like, then it's like, okay, I, I knew things before and I was, a, but now I really, you know, now it's just off the charts. And, and then it's like how to contain that. And you, you know, you always put the place of power in me or in another person, you know, you, you, um, so yeah, so people, what you're saying about people, you know, wanting to give their, wanting to give their power or they're looking for something so much that, you know, we would elect some, you know, somebody for president because we're so like, ah, oh, please, you know, change, ah, oh, we're so, we don't know what to do, you know, and just, but I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's trickling everywhere. And so, you know, and, and you and I, we came together on this podcast and we were, we were, we were scared. We were like, we, you know, let's not tell anyone. Let's not, you know, and our producer's like, here, you need to, you know, advertise here and let people know here. And what about your email list? We're like, no, no, we'll just, we'll, we'll just, we'll just not do that for now. Let's just, you know, let's just keep it on the down low, you know, and, and, uh, and, and we were not, we're not playing roles here on this podcast as therapists or as like, we're not playing that role. We're just girlfriends, you know, who happen to be aware and we're just, we're, we are just healing ourselves the, the best way we can. Yeah, I think there's so there's enough teachers in the world. I mean, technically I'm a teacher, technically I have a school, but it's not a, a typical school. Like, and I, my whole thing is like, we need to, we need to illuminate the shadows and, and really look at our own shadows. Our shadows are our biggest teachers. And um, we don't, I'm just here to be a mirror. Um, and I can use all these kind of new age words to describe what I do, but people don't understand it. So I have to say, okay, it's a school and I'm a teacher, but it's really like a dojo. You're coming there to work things out, to grapple with yourself and to really look at all the, 
all the places you're lying to yourself. And then the school forms a council around you to sort of mirror back and trigger the crap out of you. I mean, that's really what we're, <laughs> that's part of what I'm here to do is like to trigger people. Um, because I found that one of the, one of the reasons why my family rejected me so strongly um, was just my silent presence because I could see as a child and I was just always looking at the energy field and, and watching like, why are you so triggered by me? Like, I'm just here loving you. I'm just like, oh, you're not seeing me. You're seeing your own fears. You're seeing this reflection. And then I just had to be that scapegoat mm -hmm. for them to, to work through their own self-rejection and try not to take it personally. And I could do that for a, a certain period of time until, you know, a small child really can't handle that energy but as a teacher you know man i'm really good at it like i know every single person who comes to the school will have one moment if not more than one or a serious period of time some people it's like a year where they hate me like they just project all their crap on me and they absolutely hate me and then i just have faith and i know i know it's not about me um, because I can clearly see what's going on with them. Like they've come in with this huge thing, they've projected it and I can just hold steady for them to move through it. And those are the most profound moments. Like when they pop through the other side and I get that phone call <clears throat> months, days, <clears throat> excuse me, years later. And they're saying like, whoa, I see it now. I see what you thank you. And I love you. And I'm like, ah, high five. And, but mo most of them, I warn them at first. I'm like, you're going to hate me for doing this, but I have to reflect this back to you. And so now, you know, thank, thanks to my family for being the, you know, psychopaths that they were, that I learned how to hold steady when people are unsteady when people are projecting like crazy and they're really close. Normally that happens when they're really close to breakthrough. Like the self-sabotage comes up like crazy. It does it when the old patterns break, oh, we start grasping and flailing around because there's no new structure firmly in place. So, you know, a lot of the work I'm doing right now is, um, you know, I'm not doing one-on-one -on -one work so much like i'll meet them when they're ready to be met because the activations are getting so powerful and the projections sort of like i don't want to hold all that like do start clearing and what you'll know when you're ready to talk to me one-on-one -on -one. and sure enough it's it's been working like that and i'm so pleased with first of all thank you to satya for being so brave to do this with me because <laughs> I tried to do this with another um, friend and colleague before Satya, and we'd recorded a number of episodes. We never made them live because we were terrified to put it out there. We both got triggered. She got so triggered, and then it never came to be. And then a year later, Satya showed up, and I was like, ooh, we're kind of on the same. Maybe she's going to be the co-host I'm looking for. <laughs> and we finally, we talked about it for like, I don't know how long before we recorded and we started it as like a basically as a hobby it still is like a hobby it's, it's our passion project because yeah. we are so dedicated to finding the wholeness and the love and the healing that we so desperately need and through our seeking and 
discovering of it, um, I'm very pleased to hear how it's affecting our listeners. So if you're one of those um, people listening who our stories have affected in a positive way or you've, we've triggered the crap out of you, please write to us. Let us know because this, um, this healing field is getting really, really strong. And it's, it's very exciting and it's, in, it's sparking so much um, creativity and inspiration for me. I decided to stop writing my um, monthly moon blog that I was doing diligently for eight years, twice a month for eight years. And I'm gonna focus that energy more on love, sex and the hidden agenda. And I'm just excited like we, like all these wheels are turning, like who are we going to bring on next? And, and to really have, like, create this potent field. This is kind of like, our, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, but this is kind of like our coming out episode, I feel like. I feel like we're coming out of the closet. <laughs> we are, you know, I have um, to admit to all the listeners that I have purposefully not shared the podcast with my current email list and with all those who know me as a spiritual teacher. I started like a separate list. I only told the students in the school and I just sort of mentioned it. I didn't really like tell them multiple times. I just said, oh, there's this podcast. And I think I sent one email that they probably <laughs> glanced at and didn't, maybe they were like, what is that? And, and they didn't realize I I talked to a friend the other day and she's like, you have a podcast? Like, why is that not on your Instagram? And I was like, she looked at my Instagram. She's like, it just is a podcast here. When did you become a podcast host? And I was like, right. oh, well, it's been over a year. And then the people who listen to the podcast are like, wait, you have a mystery school? Like, Yeah, I know. That was really funny. And I, and I was like, oh, yes, I have. It is time for the integration to happen. So really? as I integrate my world, and let you all know that yes, there is a mystery school. It's called knowtheself.com and you can join it and, and meet the other students in there who are in this huge healing vortex and clearing all the old programs and learning how to um, own their boundaries and master their energy and activate their sovereignty and ground their mission in the world. Um, we're doing some big work there and it's super exciting. And just thank you, Satya, for being such an anchor for me and um, the brave explorer that you are willing to look at all this shadow stuff. And there's so much more to share. So I'm oh gosh, there's so much more to share. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, I think we've mentioned it before, but, you know, so Amalia and I, we had just been WhatsApping, you know, um, that's kind of how, like, part of how this got started. And we were just, I mean, if if somebody could get a hold of those WhatsApps and just listen to all of them, it would be, it, it would be like a Netflix series. It would be, and it would be like the number one. <laughs> it's juicy stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, if you, you know, for all of you who listen, I mean, just when you listen to Amalia speak on, on a subject, you know, it's, it's um, the way, I feel like the way you, you put things together, Amalia, and the way you're so grounded about things and the way you can speak is so powerful. And I was always, you know, I was always telling you, you, you need to be speaking like enough of this other stuff, like get out, you know, get out there. And even though I think you had been speaking in front of hundreds of people before, there was this new way you needed to come forward and you were like, mm, you know, and you wanted to, and you knew it. 
but it was like something about our synergy just like made it happen. And, and I love what you're saying about, um, you know, the integration thing, because I mean, I have been so, I am so done with having to split things. And, you know, I have an extremely, um, extreme Christian family and I would, and I, I was born and raised that way. And, and I have my own spiritual beliefs, but it was like, I felt like I had to hide my other stuff, you know, or like, Oh God, I hope they never listen to this podcast or, you know, or, Oh, what if they think that my, you know, my sound healing, my sound baths and my retreats are like, you know, witchy stuff. And, you know, and, and it's like, and then, so, so bringing together all of that and, 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 you know, and these, uh, we need people from, from these, these, these sort of like messed up places, like from the, all these worlds that you mentioned, like we have to bridge this, we have to bridge this, we have to bring it all together unapologetically, you know, all of these different aspects of ourselves and allow ourselves to expand and allow all of those things to flow together and see how they do flow inside and outside of each other. You know, just like with my stuff, I mean, I've been doing deep spiritual work for so long and therapy and all this. And then I am now doing finances. I, I teamed up with a very powerful company who's filled with integrity and I have a huge heart connection with, and it's amazing. And, and uh, the, those, those aspects all coming together, it just fell into my lap. I wasn't even, wasn't even looking for it. Hey, you weren't it. even looking for it. I wasn't even looking for it. But I knew it was like every cell in my, in my whole entire energetic field said, yep. And, and I was just jumping in, just swimming along, just not even, you know. And then I realized that my grandmother, who was one of my favorite people on the planet, I really, we need to do an episode about my grandmother's stories because they are hilarious. <laughs> um, so that some of the things that woman has said, holy smokes. Okay. So anyway, she was one of my biggest mentors, right? She did this. She did what I'm doing in finances. And I'll never forget even those stories and how, how much she helped people. And um, so I would have never thought that I could have brought all this together and that I could have a deep connection with people in that way. And um, and truly bring radical healing and and power and into their financial world more than they ever thought they could have. And so it's um, and to connect with people on that level, especially when you know there are so many issues in the spiritual community with money or having money or not money or is money good is money bad you know and 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 it is it's a it it can be a seat of power and it can create issues. So again like bringing all this together and just unapologetically, yes, this is. This then is that's the key word right there is like being unapologetic for who you are and what you offer the world and really owning it in a way where you can integrate it and do what you came here to do. I mean, we're, we're no good to anyone if we're constantly um, like excusing ourselves and apologizing for who we are or where we've been or what we've done like we need to make amends with ourselves. We need to make amends with our past, with our perpetrators and really just claim the wholeness and the totality of ourselves so that we can embody our mission and really make the world the, the place we want to live in instead of expect it to be handed to us or play this victim role of poor me. Like enough of that already. Like I did that for a long period of time. I felt I felt purposeful and driven, but I was always with this 
like tear in my field of like allowing the perpetrator in again and again and again until I finally said enough is enough. I'm done. Like I deserve to experience love in the physical form. I deserve to feel what pleasure feels like in my body, what love and, and unconditionally loving, healthy, wholesome relationships feel like, damn it, I'm going to figure that out. Even if every single person around me looks like the toxic devil that they were, you know, um, I'm going to figure it out. So thank you for listening, everyone, because you have helped me find a beautiful, healthy relationship to to feel more grounded, to come out of a closet, to integrate my world. So now my my school knows all about my podcast and my podcast knows that I am a spiritual teacher in case you didn't know that. And, um, <laughs> we are doing the integration work. We're healing and there's so much, so much more to come. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Satya, for holding this space with me. Thank you, Yeah, see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Thargo.